With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. We've got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. The NFL draft is finally upon us. We're going to have some final thoughts on that. We also have a wrap-up of our top 50 greatest Rams ever and our NFL draft trivia questions at the end here. But mostly, we need to talk about the draft. I will be live streaming during those final handful of picks in the first round as we track who is going to be left for the Rams at the top of the second round. Then I'll come back Friday night. And I will stream during the second and third round. Hang in there as long as I can. The problem with the day two of that draft is the Rams probably won't end up picking at number 36. I think they're going to slide back down, trade with one of these teams that has two picks in the fourth round. Takes two to tango, though. And hopefully the Patriots, Falcons, or Browns, teams with multiple fourth round picks, will want to dance with the Rams. Rumor has it the Rams want Five picks in the top 150, and such a trade would make that happen. For example, as in Chad Reuter's mock draft, the Rams give up number 36 and slide back to 46. 
but also pick up two picks in the fourth round. That would give them five picks in the top 135. And I think that really would be ideal. So we may end up waiting around for the Rams' first pick longer than we think. But again, like I said, it takes two to tango. Rams may have to get less in return than they really want if they are so desperate to move back and add those additional picks inside 150. Just to lay out the terms of a potential trade like that, number 36 overall that the Rams own is worth 540 points, according to Draft Tech's value chart. Number 46 belonging to the Patriots is worth 440. And number 117 and 135, both in the fourth round, both owned by the Patriots, are worth a combined 98.5. So that matches up almost perfectly. 540 points for 538.5. The Rams drop 10 picks in the second round, but pick up those two fourth round picks. One of those fourth round picks, by the way, the 135 overall, is a comp pick the Patriots own. And that's just an example. You got the Falcons and the Browns out there as well with multiple fourth round picks. Just a matter of doing the math figuring out how it works out value-wise for each pick and which team is maybe a little more desperate than the other to actually make the trade. If it's the Rams, they may not get the exact point value they're hoping for. If it's the other team, could work out in the Rams' favor. The problem trading with Cleveland is they do not have a second-round pick. So the Rams would have to give up number 36 overall, drop all the way back into the third round, number 74 overall, pick up two additional fourth round picks, and Cleveland would still have to throw in some extra picks later in the draft. And I don't know if they're going to be willing to do that to move up to number 36. And I'm not so sure the Rams want to move that far back where their first pick is number 74 overall. Of course, they can always package stuff up and move back up. But that trade by itself would mean the Rams pick three times in the third and two times in the fourth, as opposed to one time in the second and two in the third. And Cleveland, of course, would still have to throw in something extra. Atlanta, on the other hand, they have the 44th pick overall in the second round, so the Rams could drop eight spots. And Atlanta's two fourth round picks are worth 74 and 68 points. Rams aren't going to get both those fourth round picks, though. It'd more likely be the fourth rounder plus perhaps a fifth rounder. So the Atlanta trade would look like this. The Rams drop from 36 to 44, pick up, let's say, the 110th pick as well, and an additional fifth round pick to even things out, something like that. So the New England trade is the most attractive, in my opinion, but New England's typically not a team that likes to move up in the draft. They typically move down and accumulate more picks, much like the Rams are trying to do this year. But hey, make that trade with Cleveland, perhaps, and then bounce back up, package some picks, and get back up late into the second round, perhaps. I know this is a lot to take in, really difficult to explain, but join the live stream. I'll have some spreadsheets up. I'll have some numbers up that helps explain all of these potential trades, the value chart, how it could all work out with any one of these three teams that the Rams might trade with. So let's look at what the Rams draft haul might look like if they made, let's say, this New England trade as proposed. So they'd end up with five guys in the top 135 and 
don't get hung up on the players I actually selected in this mock draft. It just gives you an idea of the types of players that could be available to the Rams. So they end up with three of the Patriots picks, the 46th, 117th, and 135th overall, plus their own original picks, number 69 and 77 overall. So I ran it through the mock draft database, making those selections for the Rams. And at number 46, I came away with edge rusher Keon White. Now, BJ Ojalari and Tommy Adeboware were both still available. Take your pick. I went with White. At number 69, I went with the cornerback Tyreek Stevenson. Now, I've heard people say he's not really a fit with what the Rams like to do. Point taken. That was my pick. Isaiah Foskey, the edge rusher, was still there and plenty of cornerbacks, but I rolled with Stevenson in this example at number 77 overall. Now, Paul, Walia, and Tom Quartz really took issue with me suggesting the Rams had used one of their top three picks for a wide receiver. I still think they will. Maybe they'll wait to the fourth round, but they can get cornerbacks in the fourth round and defensive linemen in the fourth. Wide receivers, you better get them early, and that's what I did here. I took Tyler Scott, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Guy has been compared to T.Y. Hilton in a lot of ways. We're into the fourth round now with the 117th pick. I took the versatile cornerback Riley Moss out of Iowa, and at 135 overall, I took a defensive lineman 6'3", 303-pound Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green. So I hit some areas of concern, obviously, cornerback and edge, stocked up on defensive line next year, as Tom Quartz pointed out in our pre-draft show the other day. The Rams only have one defensive lineman under contract for 2024, so they may go defensive line early. The reason I feel strongly about wide receiver is I just don't think there's a lot of dynamic threats in this offense, not the type of guys Sean McVay is going to lean on. Cooper Cup, yeah. Then you got Van Jefferson in the last year of his contract. Tutu Atwell, they just don't seem inclined to use him enough. Ben Skowronik, Lance McCutcheon, Austin Trammell. I don't know. I think they're going to add a wide receiver early in this draft. And Tyler Scott was my pick. So they end up with those five picks in the top 135 and come away with five guys that should be able to contribute pretty early on, and most importantly, plug some big holes on that defense. Again, don't get caught up too much in the players I selected. Can't predict which specific players the Rams are going to pick, but I'm pretty confident this is going to map out pretty well position-wise with the Rams. We'll find out how right or wrong I was in a couple days here. Now, two more things to cover here. First, my 10 bold predictions for the Rams 2023 NFL Draft. And then I'm going to get a little bit into my top 50 Rams of all time and recap those 10 draft trivia questions and the bonus question too. Okay, I've been looking forward to this. I'm going to give you my 10 bold predictions for the Rams in this 2023 draft. A lot of them I'm going to flat out guarantee. Let's get started. Bold prediction number one. They will not trade up for number 36, and I'm guaranteeing this one. Not going to happen. 
I don't think there's players in that 20 to 35 range that are guys that the Rams just have to go get. Sacrifice picks to move up five or 10 spots. Makes no sense. Not going to happen. Guaranteed. Bold prediction number two. They're going to draft at least two cornerbacks. They just have to. Right now, Darion Kendrick, Kobe Durant, the starters, Sean Jolly and Robert Rochelle, probably special teams players. Rochelle, I, I guess they have some faith in him. It certainly hasn't been evident by watching this team the last couple of years. Rams are going to draft two cornerbacks at least. Bold prediction number three is a corollary to that. Not going to guarantee this one, but if the Rams add picks, if they get up to 13 picks, they are going to draft three cornerbacks. That's right, three. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. Bold prediction number four. They are going to draft a quarterback in the fifth round. Now, I can't guarantee this, but I feel pretty strongly about it. If you gave me two to one odds, I'd probably take it. That just seems to be the wheelhouse for the type of quarterback the Rams are going to want to draft. We're talking about guys like Jake Hayner, Tanner McKee, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Jaron Hall, Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, maybe Max Dugan. He'd probably be a little bit later. Maybe Stetson Bennett, he'd be in the seventh round. I'm taking the fifth round. Rams draft a quarterback in the fifth round. Final answer, not guaranteeing it though. Could be the fourth, could be the sixth. Just depends on how many picks they add. If there's a run on quarterbacks earlier than expected or later. But I'm going with the fifth round. Bold prediction number five, and I'm going to flat out guarantee this one as well. The Rams will draft a wide receiver with one of their first five picks. Now, I've had some pushback on this, but this wide receiver room needs some improvement. Sorry to say, it's just one injury away from being one of the worst wide receiver groups in the league. They're going to draft a wide receiver, and it's going to be fairly early. Bold prediction number six, going to guarantee this one. Of those first two picks, wherever they end up falling, one of them is going to be a pass rusher, an edge rusher, or an interior guy with the ability to get to the quarterback, more likely an edge, but I'm guaranteeing that as well. I think I'm going out on a pretty sturdy limb on that one. Bold prediction number seven. If they end up with only 11 picks, they will draft just one offensive lineman. Now, I'm not going to guarantee that because I could be wrong. I think that's the way it's going to go, though. I've seen some mocks with the Rams taking two offensive linemen with their first three picks, taking a right tackle with their first pick. None of that makes any sense to me. I think if they have 11 picks, it's one offensive lineman. They're going to spread these picks all over the place. If they add a couple extra picks, they get to 13 picks, maybe a tackle and an interior guy. But I think the focus is going to be away from the offensive line in this draft. And bold prediction number eight. They will draft a safety in the sixth round. Can't guarantee it because you know what? It could be the seventh round. I saw a mock with the Rams taking a safety in the third round. Not going to happen. And if it ends up happening, 
I may just skip the next podcast and see if you all forget about this. Bold prediction number nine, they will draft a tight end. And I can guarantee that. I think this is the end of the road for Tyler Higby as a Ram, unfortunately. And they're going to have to add a young tight end to this group because they don't have a sure thing here. Hunter Long, Bryson Hopkins, and for now, Tyler Higby, not good enough for this offense. Maybe Hunter Long will surprise us. Hey, maybe Bryson Hopkins will. But McVeigh is going to grab a tight end somewhere in this draft. That's a guarantee. Bold prediction number 10, they will end up with at least one fourth round pick. Guaranteed. I'm guaranteeing that. They're going to make a trade to get into the fourth round. And I'm tempted to tell you they're going to end up with two fourth round picks. But they could be wheeling and dealing all day long. Give up one of those fourth round picks that they pick up in a first trade. Add additional picks in the fifth round. Maybe try to move back up into third. Maybe try to stockpile 2024 picks but they will end up making at least one pick in the fourth round, guaranteed. So those are my 10 bold predictions with a few guarantees mixed in there. And maybe we'll recap this after the draft, or maybe we won't. (laughs) Maybe we won't. Next up, I will share some of the interesting facts I discovered while compiling my greatest 50 Rams ever. And I will share all those draft trivia questions. If you missed them, posted them on the YouTube channel over the last 10 days. If you want to hear them, check that segment out. I've been producing two series on the YouTube channel. One is my countdown of the Rams top 50 players all time, wrapping up with number one this week and my NFL Rams draft trivia questions also wrapping up this week. And in doing this top 50 players countdown, I came across some really interesting facts, interesting data that I thought I'd share with you. My fearsome four discoveries from my research in producing the Rams top 50 players of all time. And by the way, that top 50 and my draft trivia questions will both be posted on the website ramsup.com. So my fearsome fact number one discovered in producing these top 50 players. Fact number one, number 50 on my list, Flipper Anderson. He's eighth in all-time career receiving yards for the Rams. If he had that same number of receiving yards for the Chicago Bears, he would be number one on their list, surpassing Johnny Morris's 5,059 yards. Morris would be in ninth place if he had that number with the Rams. Here's some fact number two. Number 21 on my list was the linebacker Les Richter, inducted to the Hall of Fame a few years back. Really interesting guy. I had no clue how impressive he was as a football player. He was a first-round draft choice of the NFL's New York Yanks in 1952. The Yanks folded before he played it down for them, and his rights went over to the Dallas Texans, who traded him to the Rams for 11 players. Now, during his nine-year career with the Rams, Richter did not miss a game, primarily a linebacker and one of the best in the game, but he also scored 193 points, which included a touchdown, 106 extra points, and 29 field goals. Meanwhile, on defense, he's intercepting 16 passes, selected to eight straight Pro Bowls, four times a first-team All-Pro, and in his final season, 
put a little icing on the cake here, he played center after the starter was hurt. So played a little bit of offensive line, kicked field goals and extra points, and oh, by the way, an eight-time pro bowler at linebacker. I guess you'd call Les Richter a pure football player. Fact number three, I wanted to talk about my 41st and 49th top 50 players, Charlie Cowan and Joe Shabelli, both offensive line. The Rams have had a bunch of great offensive linemen over the course of their history. Tom Mack, Orlando Pace, Jackie Slater, Doug Smith, Dennis Hara, the list goes on. But these two guys, you know, they were never superstars. They combined for six Pro Bowls between them, but both of them played for 15 straight years on that offensive line from 1961 to 1975. You talk about stability and durability and playing at a very high level. Hats off to these two guys, often forgotten. Most younger Ram fans probably never heard of these guys, but back in the day, the Rams' offensive line was pretty impressive, and it was these two guys anchoring it for over a decade. Now, this fourth and last fact relates to my 42nd greatest Ram ever, Larry Brooks, and he also managed to be the answer to my final draft trivia question, question number 10. And that question was, who did the Rams pick with the 355th pick in the 1972 draft? That's round 14 and go on to play 11 years for the Rams, 74 and a half sacks, two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, and went on to have a prolific coaching career, coaching the defensive line for the Rams, Lions, Bears, Packers, and Seahawks. Man, (laughs) the Rams have had a lot of great running backs, wide receivers, offensive linemen, and, of course, defensive linemen, Deacon Jones, Aaron Donald, Merlin Olsen, Jack Youngblood, Robert Quinn, Leonard Little, That list goes on as well, but is Larry Brooks the greatest draft pick the Rams have ever had? 355th pick. Think about that for a second. Round 14, and he goes on to have this career. Number 42, Larry Brooks. Hats off to him. What a draft pick that was. And I'm going to make the argument right now, the Rams' best draft pick ever. And just for fun, I'll run down these draft trivia questions for you real fast. I have 10 of them. They're all out on the website already and on the YouTube channel. If you missed them, here they are. Question number one. In the 2016 draft, the Rams selected Jared Goff number one overall. They didn't have another pick until the fourth round. Who was that next selection? You got it. Tight end, Tyler Higby. Question number two, who was the University of Hawaii wide receiver the Rams selected in the 2011 draft? Give you a second there. I know it's on the tip of your tongue. That's right, Greg Salas. Question number three, in the 2014 draft, the Rams selected Aaron Donald with the 13th overall pick, but he wasn't their first pick in the draft. Who did the Rams select before A.D.? This is a gimme. This is an easy one. Everybody knows the answer. Greg Robinson, the offensive tackle. Question number four. Who was the future Hall of Famer the Rams selected with their first pick in the 1993 draft? Future Hall of Famer, 
a running back from the University of Notre Dame, went on to have some great years with the Steelers, nicknamed the bus. That's right, Jerome Bettis. Question number five. In 1974, the Rams drafted a Heisman Trophy winner. Who was he? If you're over 50, 55, you know this one. If you're younger, perhaps not. That would be the Penn State running back, John Capaletti. Question number six. In the 2014 NFL Draft, the Rams traded their second round pick, 44th overall, and their fifth round pick, 153rd overall, to the Buffalo Bills in order to move up and draft who? And I offered a backstory on this. A couple of years before, the Rams had been waiting for Bobby Wagner to fall to them. The Seahawks traded up and drafted him. And two years later, the Rams are eyeballing a Florida State safety. They wanted this guy bad. And they thought the same thing might happen. So they traded up and drafted LaMarcus Joyner. Question number seven. The Rams drafted Eric Dickerson with the second overall pick in the 1983 draft. Who did they select next with their second round pick that year? And a hint, Dickerson and this player, wide receiver, combined for over 17,000 yards from scrimmage for the Rams. Now, this is that wide receiver we often forget about because of Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt and Cooper Cup and a bunch of great wide receivers that came before this guy as well. But yeah, that's right, Henry Ellard. Question number eight, Sean McVay took over as coach of the Rams in 2017. Who was the first player the McVay Sneed Brain Trust drafted? And that would be, I'll give you a hint here first. Remember, McVay had coached tight ends with the Redskins. He had Jordan Reed there, got great production out of him. So a lot of people thought McVay would draft a tight end, and he did, Gerald Everett. Question number nine. In the 2017 NFL Draft, the Rams selected two players from Eastern Washington University. One of them was Cooper Cup. Who was the other? And this is pretty easy. I think every Ram fan should be able to get this. And the answer is Samson Ebucom. And question number 10. I already referenced this one. Gave it away. Most Ram fans think Aaron Donald was their best draft pick ever who was the guy picked 355th overall. Like I said, we already went over this. The 1972 draft pick out of Virginia State. Two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, 74 and a half career sacks for the Rams, Larry Brooks. And the bonus question. Now, you are a super fan if you can answer this one. In the history of the NFL draft, only one player from a Canadian university has been selected in the first round. That was in 1986 when the Rams drafted an offensive lineman out of Queens University. Rams took a lot of heat for this pick. They had a great offensive line intact already. They select this guy, and he was okay. Played a few years for the Rams, moved on to the Eagles, and he ended up being a decent football player, but never really lived up to that first round value, and that is Michael Shad. Okay, one last reminder. Check out our live stream Thursday night 
as the first round winds down and then the top of the second round will be on again and we'll drop a pod early Sunday morning recapping all of the Rams selections. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.